there's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Scotland are two wins away from the World Cup and we're less than 27 hours away from massive match number one just along the road from where we are. It's Scotland against Ukraine at Hamden. We can forget all about Wales in Cardiff on Sunday if we don't win tomorrow night. We have 10 Scotland Cups in the studio. Between us, they all belong to Simon Tonnelly. <laughs> How's it going to go tomorrow night, Simon? Hopefully a Scotland win, uh, Rob. Uh, I know different people have come out this week and said different things about the game and I'm just treating it as a game of football. I know there's a lot more important things uh, with, the, with the Ukraine side and the terrible things that are going on over there. I'm treating it as a game of football and obviously I want my, my nation to, to win. A lot of our thinking going into this one has centred on the horrific happenings in Ukraine. Stevie Clark feels it like we all do, but it has to be all about the football match for him uh, tomorrow with tomorrow Mark Guidi carrying such a big prize. Yeah, it's massive. Uh, Robin over played some really big games under Steve Clark and were delivered in quite a lot of the time, but tomorrow's as big as he come. And uh, I totally get your point. Uh, not looking too far ahead, but if we do it tomorrow night, then Sunday's the biggest game our country's had in de- decades uh, to get to a World Cup. But Ukraine are going to be formidable opponents, you know, taking everything that's going on um, over in Ukraine just now, all the, the unfortunate circumstances with the war, but in te- purely in terms of football, they are a right good team and Scotland will have to be to a man, 1-11, bang on it if we're to win tomorrow night. Just looking through some of their players, um, I'm doing the, the TV highlights tomorrow night, so part of my preparation was uh, leafing through the Zinchenko of Man City, Mikalenko of Everton, Yarmolenko, who's just in the process of leaving West Ham, uh, Yaremchuk of Benfica, and the goalkeeper Piatov has got more than 100 caps. They're a top team, and, the, and yeah. they got to the, the quarterfinals of Euro 2020 before England beat them. Yeah, and that just highlights how good a team they are. As Mark says, you know, without getting carried away and thinking, oh, we're, we're going to, to play Wales at the weekend. This is a massive game tomorrow night, and I think they'll be up for it, Ukraine. You know, and again, talking about you know certain things that have been said this week, I, I, I don't, th- I think they'll want to come and, and win this. Mm. They'll have an extra determination uh, to come and do it. So it's a it's a tough game, and as Mark says, we will need to be at it. We'll need to be at it to a man. Uh, and and the good thing from a Scotland point of view is. We have been in, in recent times, you know, we only have to look back to the, the Denmark game, which was a, an excellent performance. And we have boys in that squad that have had really good uh, seasons. So, yeah, we have to keep the moment, the, the national momentum going and uh, another good performance tomorrow night needed. Yeah, I mean, they have got good players uh, playing for good teams. So do we, uh, much more so, in fact, as Simon says there, Mark. And uh, I mean, I've, I was just drafting out, uh, I had Nathan Patterson in my original sort of the team I thought would play tomorrow night. Obviously, he's when did, one. When he, did you pen your team? When when did I pen it? Uh-huh. Um, well, I guess 
that well, I, I was I was penning it along with you last week. And you still with Nathan Patterson the team, yeah. Yeah, because as of uh, because I was at the media conference on oh. Sunday, and the word was that he was training, and the feeling seemed to be that he could play at that stage. But, but I don't think. Of, I mean, listen, Nathan Patterson's a, a wonderful young player, and he's never let Scotland down. But when you when you have options, you know, like, like an Aaron Hickey who's ripping it up, and Serie A who's match fit, you know, mm. for me, you know. Um, if, if Nathan Patterson's playing for Everton, then fine, I've no problem. But, you know, but I mean, he played for Scotland last time when he wasn't playing either. Yeah, play, yeah it's well. not, but it wasn't, a, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a time of getting away and Aaron Hickey wasn't quite mm. in, in, in the fold. Yeah. By the way, Stephen Adorno might get to know tomorrow night. We, we don't know. I don't know what the team no. is yet. But or I think or Tony Nathan, Ralston. Or yeah. Tony Ralston. I think with, with, with Nathan Patterson's circumstances at club level, for me, He's well down the pecking order in terms of starting the game. Whether he was fit or not, I know he's got a wee injury, but whether he was fit or not, um, I don't think he could go in when you've got other guys in really good form who are playing week in, week out. Anyway, what I was about to say there <laughs> was that so the team that I that I've that I've gone for now in the in the absence of Nathan Patterson and my knuckles have been being wrapped by you there. Um well it contains eight it contains eight players who either this past season or next season are English Premier League players yeah. and the other three are Aaron Hickey Serie A uh, Callum McGregor who's a title winner with Celtic and Craig Gordon who's the Football Writers Player of the Year so that's a pretty you know th I mean I know your 11s will, will vary a bit from that but but we've got we've got great choices we have the, the squad's as strong as I can remember it, it really is uh, and we've got players I mean Andy Robertson just came back from another Champions League final obviously it didn't go the way that he would have liked uh, but we've got some some top players. McGregor's had a fantastic season. John McGinn uh, again for Scotland. I think he saves his top form for Scotland uh, in terms of scoring as well. He's, he's a real threat for us. So yeah, we've got options there. Obviously, we could have done with Tierney. I mm. mean, as as much as we have a strong squad, we we, we don't have a a big enough or a good enough squad to you know lose guys like Tierney. He's been one of our top players. Uh, but I just think the momentum's with Scotland. I think the feel-good factor's back. The performances have been there. We were just talking before we came on here about maybe the lack of goals for the the guys at the the, the league, uh, the club clubs, teams, yeah. the club teams. So that might be a wee bit of a concern. But as I said to you, we'd take a one-nil all day long. Mm. Yeah, absolutely would. Um, so what are you thinking? Are you going to the game tomorrow night or are you just watching it at home? What are you thinking? Are Scotland going to get the win we so badly want? Are we heading for Cardiff and uh, a game against Wales on Sunday for a place in Qatar in six months' time at the World Cup Finals? 0808 17 17 700. And what uh, would your team be? What would your 11 be? Um, we will... Uh, force you to listen to our thoughts over the next couple of hours and what, about what we think but what do you think on the socials at Go Football Show just send us your 11 if you want to how you think it's going to go in terms of lineup, or or what team you think Stevie Clark is going to pick uh, tomorrow night to face uh, Ukraine uh, lots of chat at the moment about uh, Graham Souness and uh, what he's had to say um, he was speaking to the Times, I think it was, and said, when I've thought about the game in my quieter moments, I've thought, how would I deal with this? Part of me keeps coming back to the fact that it's just a game of football and do I really want to beat them? Uh, whether it's sport, politics, the arts, whatever it is, we must send a message to Russia that it's not acceptable what they're doing. I'm going to find myself in a really difficult situation. I'll be emotional. 
I don't just want Ukraine to qualify, I want them to go there, meaning Qatar, and win it. Uh, he said, how far do you have to bury your head in the sand not to realise the situation the world is in right now? So that's what Graham Sunas has been uh, saying. He wants uh, a Ukraine win tomorrow night. And at today's media conference, there was a, a reaction to that from the Scotland goalkeeper, Craig Gordon. That's up to him. I do. I want to win the game. He's entitled to to his opinion. There'll be a, a huge uh, Scotland support inside the stadium that will we'll still want us to go out there and, and win the match. Um, so, yeah, everybody's entitled to their own individual opinion. But... Well, the, the 11 players that, that go out there and, and also the, the, the whole squad and, and everybody in here wants to, to win the match and, and progress to, to the next stage. So you know, for, for us, it's full of professionalism to think about the job in hand. Mark, what do you think about what Graham Sunis had to say? Uh, you know, really taken aback um, by Scott. And, and I get it, you know, he, he's, he's quantifying it in terms of, but, you know, what we have to do or, or what Steve Clark and the players we're doing tomorrow night and the 50,000 tap Namibu for 90 minutes Rob they will be detaching themselves from what's going on in Ukraine and that's what you need to do mm. it's horrible what's going on in Ukraine you know there's no words to describe it but there's a game of football to be won now Ukraine didn't have to take this game game on they could have said no or FIFA could have taken it out of Scotland's hands and found a way to put Ukraine straight into the World Cup and had they done that I, w I wouldn't have had any arguments with it but the game's on Scotland want to win it mm. and um, I'm really taken aback by as a former Scotland captain as a Hall of Fame member that he's seriously saying that he doesn't want to see Steve Clark and Andy Roberts and all those boys at the World Cup in Qatar in November not for me um, not for me as a Scots you know him being a Scotsman who's captain his country who knows what it's like to be a World Cup um, we all have sympathy for Ukraine but as a game of football tomorrow night and Ukraine don't want the Scotland players going out there half-hearted. They don't want to get out the, the Scotland fans feeling guilty for getting passionate and singing songs to cheer the team on. Ukraine know it, the professional footballers. This is about a game of football tomorrow night. And we need to detach ourselves from that, the war, and focus on the game of football. So for Graham Sunis' comments, listen, it's up to him, and there's very sentimental, and, and, and I get it. He's feeling the emotion, and he's been unable to detach himself from the situation. Mm -hmm and sending a message to, to Russia. I get all that. But is it really up to Steve Clark and the Scotland players to, to, to do that? It's not on their backs to They're go and do that. You know? Yeah, exactly. They? This is a game of football. This is a livelihood. They have got millions and millions of people around the world wanting them to win the game. Scottish people, I'm sure the rest of the world are probably supporting Ukraine, supporting <laughs> Ukraine and that, fair enough for the reasons that Graham's mentioned. But I'm really, really surprised by Graham's comments. This was Stevie Clark today on the Ukraine situation. The situation surrounding the game, I think I said a long time ago, I hope the, the game goes ahead in June because that will mean the situation in Ukraine has improved. It hasn't, but we're still here. So we always said we'd be guided by the, the Ukrainians as to how they felt, how they, they felt the game should go ahead or not. They made a decision to get their football players out of the country into a training camp to prepare for the game because they want to play. They want to try and give their, their nation a boost by qualifying for Qatar. So the game goes ahead, but still with the... The horrific uh, outside influence, but for us, we focus on the game of football. Simon, what's your reaction to what Graham Soon has said? Same as Mark, I think. Really, I think uh, sporting integrity. The, the Ukraine, if the powers that be had had, had, had come up with a, a, a solution, at one point they were suggesting Ukraine have, have a buy into the World Cup. 
before that I wouldn't have had any qualms about it uh, how they operated that with uh, concerning us I don't know but the game goes ahead Rob it's a, it's a sport it's a, it's, a, it's a football game it's an important football game for both sets of players I don't think the Ukrainians would want Scotland to treat it any other way than they are just now they want to go and win the game and be the best team on the night uh, they're professional footballers but Scotland are in that position it's a, it's a game as I say sporting integrity we've got to go and try and win the game you know everything that's happening out with it is out of the Scottish players control it's, a, it's, it's terrible what's going on uh, on the other side of the world but this is a football game the Ukraine players are up for it they've been preparing for it and as Mark says I can understand the majority of the rest of the world looking in wanting Ukraine to win but we as a nation we're a proud nation and it's, it's a game of football we've, we've seen ourselves qualify for the Euros recently and we want more of that we, we want to go to the World Cup uh, as I say if the powers that be had organised something differently then I'm, I'm sure Steve Clark and the, the guys would have went along with whatever decision was made but the decision has been made that the game goes ahead so we, we have to treat it as a proper game I was with some of the players on, on Sunday. There was that media conference. They got together in Edinburgh. Callum McGregor spoke really well. Stevie Naismith, one of the coaches, spoke really well. Jack Hendry uh, w- was talking as well. But there was a, you could tell there was a real concern about too many questions and too much emphasis on Ukraine and the political situation, the, the conflict, the war, the horrendous stuff that, that, that's going on there. Um, because the Scotland players are, are, are human beings. They're going to be thinking about this anyway. Yeah. Not, not during the game. I'm not suggesting during the game. But, yeah. but at, at any point in the day, all of us might start thinking about the, the atrocities of, of what's happening in Ukraine. And, and so there was a concern, I think, with the Scottish FA and with Stevie Clark about too many questions being asked about, yeah. about what's happening in Ukraine because it can get into people's heads. Yeah, no, listen, I, I, I totally get that. And I think... Even for the Scottish players and for all the Tartan Army tomorrow night, when the Ukrainian national anthem's on, it's going to be very, very emotional. I wouldn't be surprised if the, the, the Ukrainian players, the manager, technical staff are, are in tears. Mm-hmm. And, and, and who could blame them? You know, rightly so. We don't know how each individual has been affected um, in the Ukrainian setup by what's going over um, over in their own uh, country. And, and again, you know, what we need to be careful of is, you know, and the build-up to the game now, okay, all the media duties have been done, but like tomorrow night, you know, an old-fashioned 50-50, if you score a goal, what you may feel guilty about celebrating, you know, not maybe go and do everything you can to win that tackle, you know, all those kind of things. So it is an awkward one for the Scotland players. Yeah. You know, it is awkward in the bottom line. They're not politicians. You know, they're not on the field tomorrow night on the build-up this game to solve problems that are happening in Ukraine or, or, or to, you know, get the Russians in front of them, you know, they're, they're there to go and win a game of football, to do what they're paid to do and to try and make five million Scottish people happy tomorrow night and to try and get themselves to a World Cup for the first time in 24 years. That's their job. That's what they're there to do. And regardless of the situation um, that their opponents are in, for 90 minutes, that does not matter to the Scotland players or the Scotland fans. For 90 minutes only, as I say, it is absolutely vital that they detach themselves from what's going on. If they can't detach themselves from it, they're not going to win the game mm-hmm. because emotion will take over. The sympathy will take over and they will not win the game. So it's vital. And, and Steve Clark's good at it mm-hmm. and all his support staff, the, the coaching staff, 
they will make sure you must not feel guilty about going out and try to win this game of football. Yeah. Your opponents are out there. They're as desperate as you are to go that, and win that, the game tomorrow the night. I'd, you know, the, the Ukraine, I can't speak for the Ukraine players in terms of their, their personal lives and how it's been affected, but as far as a football game, they'll not treat it any different. Yeah. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be expecting a, a strong opposition in Scotland, and I think both teams will go for it. You know, it's it's 90 minutes of football. They'll not be expecting Scotland to lie down. They'll, they'll want to come here and prove their worth by mm. winning it, you know, and being the better team on the night. And, and I think the Scotland players have to, as I said at the start of the show, they have to be on top of it because Ukraine are a strong football side. And I think for the Ukraine players, this is going to be a release, isn't it? Yeah. From the constant worrying and thinking about what's happening in their homeland. This is this is football. It, it, yeah, and you can switch off, you know, switch off reality if you like yeah. for a while because this it is does, your it, does get, your it must, must be terrible difficult for them I've seen guys like uh, I think Zinchenko at the beginning you know he was still playing uh, I think they actually played Everton and the Ukrainian lad that's at Everton there was emotional scenes during mm. the game or before the game you know before they started but you're right Rob they've been away they've been preparing uh, the country and, and the, the, the Ukraine football Federation have said, right, go and prepare for the game. I, I would imagine it would be a release. I would imagine they can go away and focus on a game of football for 90 minutes or 120 minutes, whatever it is. But they'll not expect Scotland to lie down. They'll, they'll come here expecting a game. But it's going to be, as Mark said, emotional for everyone, isn't yeah. it? Because that national anthem, I mean, I think the lyrics are, are being made available as if anyone would be confident enough to sing along with the Ukrainian national anthem. But there will, but it will get, it, it get a massive how, how reaction. Good be, how good would it be if you get a, a positive reaction off the, the, the ah, Scotland well, well, supporters well, at the well, national there anthem? Will be, there will be, won't there? I mean, yeah, that would be, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great, you know, to show your support for the, the country. But when it comes down to the game of football for 90 minutes, mm. they want to beat each other. You have to get sw- you have to get switched on. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, that's what that's what sports about. You don't. Whenever I played, I never ever wanted. To, oh well, you know the the gifted is. You want to win. You want no matter who you're up against. You want to go and prove you're better than them. And yeah. that's the attitude that Ukraine will have tomorrow. What we don't want, Rob, three months, six months, five years from now, is one of the players that plays tomorrow night, or Steve Clark, doing an interview with the media saying, "Do you know what?" I wasn't 100% that Ukraine game because I let my I let my heart rule my head mm-hmm. in terms of how I felt about the Ukrainians the emotion of it got to me I've seen them in tears and I, I, I really don't, don't reading uh, stuff or listen to stuff like that I really you, don't you know? think it'll be like that because speaking from a player I think once the game starts the players will it will be a, a normal game of football I'm touching on your stuff see the media side of it mm. it is uncomfortable because you're scared almost to say the wrong thing yeah. because you're not experienced it's you sound cold hearted yeah, yeah you've not experienced what these guys have been through, what their families have been through, what's happening if they've lost loved ones. We, we, we can't kind of comprehend that. We can look from the outside and try to. And I think that's the concern with the players in case they say something that, you know, as Mark says, it comes over as cold-hearted or offensive. But once the football, that's what they're, that's what they're, they're known for. That's what their comfort zone is, getting into to play football. I don't think it'll affect them during the game. We're talking football. We're talking Scotland, Ukraine. Why don't you join us? 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Glasgow's own Go Radio, the football show. And uh, we are not much more than 24 hours away from Scotland against Ukraine. There is some breaking news. We're just hearing that uh, Kevin Thompson has resigned as the manager of Kelty Hearts. Got them promotion this season, of course. And there's been a lot of 
talk about uh, potential new employment for him. Uh, and it looks very much, uh, Mark, um, as if Kevin Thompson is going to be on the move and we're thinking Dundee? Uh, it would seem like a, a natural one. Uh, Rob, obviously, uh, Gordon Strachan's uh, heavily involved in the the, the process uh, there. He signed Kevin Thompson for, for Middlesbrough um, what, 14, 12, 13 years ago. Um, uh, Kevin Thompson played for Dundee. Yeah. And you know you don't usually walk out a job unless you've got something else to to go to. So I think Sean Maloney, Sean Maloney appeared to be the favourite for the past three or four days. Jack Ross ruled himself out, but now I would imagine it would be a safe shout to say that Kevin Thompson is going to be the new manager of Dundee. Simon, what are you thinking about that? Yeah, pretty similar. I think as Mark says, you don't. I mean, he's did a great job at Kelty Hearts, uh, and you don't walk away from that if. You know, getting promotion, uh, moving up a, a division, you don't move away from that unless there's something else in the pipeline. So I think Dundee, for me, is the obvious one for him. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see the development over the next... I think he was linked to Adam Firmin and Wraith Rovers. Mm. I think he was linked with just about everything, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, but uh, again, that's what happens. You know, you have a good season, as he has done at Kelty. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if over the next day or so something gets announced and it's, it's Dundee's next destination. How do you fancy talking to Paul Lambert? It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while, just 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and by the magic of radio, here he is. Paul, how are you? Hi, Rob, how are you? Very well, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good. I, I'm, I just heard you saying to Simon there, that was 24 hours too long. After <laughs> <that>. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> well, we've just we've just upped the caps content on the show. We were at oh, 10. We're severely upped them. We were at 10. We were at 10. We're now at 50. So, so, so that's good. That's good. And what are you thinking, Paul, about about tomorrow night? And I mean, we've been talking a lot in the first twenty minutes about just the the difficulties of this game, the the the, the difficulties in actually shutting out, as you have to in the course of a football match, um, all that surrounds this tomorrow night. I think that's it, Rob. I think it's the emotion of it and what every probably. You've got the eyes of the world on the game tomorrow, I think, just because, obviously, the situation in Ukraine, which is, as everybody knows, is worldwide and, and horrendous at the minute. And the the lads have got to go and play a football game. And probably the only people that want Scotland to win is, is, is Scotland to actually themselves. Everybody else will want Ukraine to get a result for what's happening in the situation. So I understand it. But it's a football match that our country has to try and win. And I think that's the... That's the big thing of it, I think. It's the emotion attached there. But once, I'm pretty sure once the guys are out there, they'll play, they'll play hard to try and try and get try and get through and go and play in Wales. And Ukraine will be the exact same, I guess. What did you think about what Graham Souness had to say? Well, Rob, I've missed that. What was right. he Well, he basically basically he's saying he wants Ukraine to win, um, just because because of everything that's going on. Uh, he 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 says that he would have found it a really difficult match to play in if if it had been in his time um and basically he he's looking for a, a U- ukraine win tomorrow night uh, listen i, I think graham entitled to his own opinion my opinion is that i want scotland to win and um, and i understand the the situation and horrendous horrendous time for the people of ukraine the country itself and it's horrendous what they're going through as I said before, you have to take the, maybe the emotion away from it because it's, I'm pretty sure the lads wouldn't have wanted this draw 
put it that way, mm. Scotland lads. I don't think they wanted a draw, but they've got to go and fulfil it. They've got to go and do it, and if they don't do it, maybe then Ukraine get get the the free hit at Wales. So uh, they're in a real, real difficult situation. The guys, I'm pretty sure for both sets of players, but Graham understand that's his own opinion of it. But my opinion is. On a, on a sportive side, mm-hmm. I'd want the na- other national team to go through. No Kieran Tierney uh, for Scotland tomorrow night. He's an obvious miss. He's maybe the last guy you'd want to be without um, in in the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Jack is out as well. There's no certainty he would have started in any case. So Stevie Clark can be pretty close to his first choice 11. Uh, how positive are you that this run continues. It could so easily have been eight straight wins, Paul. It is eight unbeaten. Doesn't it? They look as if they've got a brilliant club spirit mentality there. I think Stevie's built that. I think Kieran Tierney been out is, is a big loss because I think him and Andy Robertson play great together on that side. I think they do really, really well. I think you can... The other lads, you can maybe cope. I think Kieran been out is a big, it's a big loss, especially when he plays that left centre half. Area and Andy's bombing on, so that's that's a little bit of a blow. But I think they're playing really well. I think the country's in a good place with the support that's got behind it. And as I said before, you take the emotion away from the game. With it, our supporters will go there and be really respectful of uh, Ukraine. There's no two ways about that, and rightly so. But once the once the game gets underway, I think they'll, they'll drive the lads on. And Hamden is at this minute it's a hard place to get a result for an opposition team. So. I think the team is in a good place, and I really do. But if they can play the way they have been in the last, as you say, last eight games or so, then they've got a great chance of going through. Who would you replace Kieran Tierney with in that back three, Paul? Listen, I think Stevie will be the best person. Well, the lad McKenna's done really well at, at Forest. He's, he'll be on a right high at the minute as well, down there for what they've done, getting a great, great promotion to the Premier League. I th- do you know what, Rob? I think these type of games, I think everybody will be on, on spot on in how they want to play because I think it's that bigger game. And you've got two hurdles to go, Ukraine, and, and if we do get through as well. So I think whoever they pick, whoever they pick is going to be really high for it. Which I think all the guys will be ready for it. What about the up front, Paul? Would you go? Would you go to Dykes and Adams with a good partnership? I know they've not been in great goal scoring form for the clubs in the past couple of months, but. They seem to do really well at Scotland together. Do you think it'll go with a front two, which is unusual these days, but it seems to be potent for Scotland? I, I was going to say that, Mark. I mean, they, they two lads have never let Scotland win every time they've played. And, and I understand that the both Scotland forms have not been particularly brilliant, but they seem to play well together. Uh, so they do. And the boy Adams, no matter what you say, he's got that great asset of pace, which nobody likes to play against. doesn't matter who you are. You've got speed, and if and he works, he works. He's, you know, he socks off. off you watch him, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> socks. We were all selecting a word there, Paul. <laughs> I, I thought I was still on that stage. The, other night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, the thing was, uh, um, the pace can hurt them without a shadow of doubt. The boy Dykes is a handful. Uh, probably not the biggest talent we've ever ever had, but he's a handful because he's, he's uh, the way he plays the game. But the lad Adams. It's the speed that they'll be a little bit wary of if he, if he does play. We were talking as well, Paul, uh, just about the, the release that uh, Ukraine will feel just by having a competitive yeah. football match. Um, you know, it's been it's their first competitive game, obviously, since war broke out. And, and you look at 
some of the quality they have. Zinchenko, Mikalenko, Yarmolenko, all have starred in English football. Yeremchuk, uh, um, Pietov, yeah. the goalkeeper's got 100 plus caps. They've, they've got a lot of a lot of good players in there. They have it all, but in this moment, our lads are playing in the English Premier League and playing at Celtic and Rangers and that. So there's some really big players playing, even John McGinn. I don't think the lads will have any fear of conflicts to go and play against them. No. I think that the Ukrainian guys will be so ready for the game, I think, just because, as I said, the eyes of the world will be on them. But if you look at the bigger, the whole big scenario of it, it's a, it's a, it's a really good game because the two sets are players that play at a really high level and, and Scotland haven't had that for a long time but now they've got they've got the lads that played in the Premier League as well and big clubs up in, up in Scotland and Ukraine lads this is a different game that they would have if, if what hadn't broken out I'm pretty sure that it's because of what's happened and how they lads are feeling and it's how they feel about turning up and playing a game and the crowd but I said before I, I think it would be a really strange atmosphere at the beginning because of the reception they'll get I just think that the game is set up for a really good game tomorrow. That's, that's, that's my own opinion. Yeah, I mean, we were we were talking about that earlier on. Just the reaction there's going to be inevitably to the to the Ukrainian national anthem. We'll probably never have heard anything like it, to be honest, for for an opposition anthem. But yeah. but but I think um, in Stevie Clark, I'll throw this to you, Simon, just now. In Stevie Clark, we probably have the best possible guy, level-headed guy in charge of Scotland. To, to get the approach from the players absolutely right here? I, th I think so, Rob. I think, I mean, Stevie's come in and did a fantastic job for our, our national team. He really has. Over, I mean, he's a, he's a good selection. You know, he's a boys coming through at the right time. We've, we've now got likes of Hickey playing in the Serie A as well, another young one coming through. Gilmore, he's got good boys to tap into there, but he's, he's had the bravery to go and use them as well. Played Gilmore down at Wembley against England. And as Lambo touches on there as well, they've got a, it's a it's a club feel again, you know. Mm. And I think I've said it on the show before. I think a lot of these guys that were at the Euros last year have got unfinished business. I think we didn't really do ourselves justice on the the final stage. I think we could have done better, and I think they feel that and they want to get to another finals. Would you be tempted, Paul, to to play Aaron Hickey right wing back? Uh, and they uh, no Nathan Patterson. He he's counted out. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the other contenders are Stephen O'Donnell and Tony Ralston. Rob, you, you'd have no hesitation in throwing them in. He's, he's playing in Serie A. I mean, you're, you're playing in front of a big crowd and you're playing against really top players in Serie A. It's one of the top five leagues in, in Europe, European football and the lads took to it. So I, I would have no worries about him trying to handle a crowd or trying to handle anything else. I, I, I think the lads ready for it to get thrown in. And Simon said there, Stevie's, Stevie's he is level-headed and he knows exactly what he, he probably what he wants out of it. But as I said before, I think it's... I always think these types of games, you can throw a 50 pence in the air, Rob, hopefully you get the, the, the luck of the, the, the coin goes your way because it's a one-off game, and they'll think the exact same. You can't mm -hmm. think the exact same. Is Billy Gilmore a stick-on to start, do you think, Paul? I mean, obviously Ryan Jack might have been battling for that position had he, had he been available, but... I mean, I'm, I mean, Billy Gilmore's had a difficult season with Norwich, hasn't he? He's been in and out of the team, and they've they've been struggling consistently. But any time he seems to pull on the the blue shirt, he's really positive and assertive, isn't he, for Scotland? Well, he's got that great art of passing to somebody in the same colour of shirt. <laughs> and some people can make a habit of that and put it in the pitch. So, uh, listen, I think I think that that lad's a top player. He's got a little bit of confidence 
that Norwich went away because the crowd gave him a little bit of, little bit of stick. And as you said there, in a, a team that was struggling, but every time he does, he plays for Scotland, he looks... I, I never seen him give the ball away, Rob, when he no. plays for Scotland. And that, that, for international football, it's a great trait to have because it's, he makes the game look simple and he's got a great awareness of being a centre midfielder. So for him, again, if Stevie plays him with Callum and John McGinn, then listen, you've got a really strong midfield. Without a shadow of doubt, you've got a strong midfield. What did you make, Simon, of the, the stick that uh, Andy Robertson was getting for um, having a few sherbets on the on the open-top yeah. bus at Liverpool? Listen, I'd seen a wee bit of that and I only picked up on that today. I don't, listen, the guy's fit as a fiddle. He said he's one day he'll be bombing up and down mm. like he normally does on Wednesday night. I've got no, or tomorrow night, I've got no doubt about it. It's social media, it's the, the world we live in, you know, it's somebody digging them out, you know, for having a couple of beers at the back of a, a fantastic club season, you know, they've, they went so close to a quadruple. Uh, fantastic scenes for them, you know, with the supporters coming out. Uh, the fact that they didn't win the final on, on Saturday night, you know, the, the, the fans are still behind them and showing their appreciation for the season. Andy, I've worked with Andy for a start. I know what type of boy he is. He will be ready tomorrow night, 100%. I think the biggest, the bigger concern, Mark, about Andy Robertson is probably the fact that Kieran Tierney's not around because they are so brilliant together, interchanging. Yeah, you know, it's, that's one of the other things about Steve Clark. You know, the Robertson Tierney conundrum um, that, that you know Gordon Stratton and Alex McLeish were never really able to solve. And I suppose part of the, the, the thing that helped was Arteta getting in at Arsenal because he then developed this back three, which Tierney became a part of, and it became a, nat a more natural for the way that Robertson and Tierney played. But look, Scott McKenna being a high, I think he'll get the nod for the left-hand uh, side. For me, it's just, it's there's probably three positions. Um, I think Hickey's a stick-on for the right-hand side. It's whether you go John Souter or Scott McTominay as your right centre-back alongside Grant Hanley. Mm -hmm. what, what you do there is key to what, who you pick. I think McGregor and McGinn are stick-ons. I think McTominay or Gilmer. We'll get the other nod if he doesn't play McTominay in the back instead of Souter. And I think Adams is a set, and it's whether it's Lyndon Dykes or Ryan Christie. So if you play Lyndon Dykes, it's more of a natural partnership. Mm. If you play Christie, then you're just you know playing him off and with McGinn pushing forward like two in behind. Yeah. Um. So that that's the kind of three things that are up for grabs. No doubt, Steve will have decided by now. As I said, it, it's also about looking at the strengths of Ukraine and who's best to cope with them in your team and how you set up. But regardless of the starting. 11, I think we've got a right good chance because I think we all agree we've got, we've got some really good players. We're playing at home in front of 50,000 fans and Simon and Paul were lucky enough to beat the last time uh, we were at the, the World Cup. Paul played in it. Simon carried the hampers 24 <laughs> years ago. Um, Out of order. <laughs> so look, they, they, they boys know what it's all about. And you think, you know, I know it sounds an easy thing to say now, but my God... 24 years, five, atten five attempts of really five failures yeah. at trying to get you to, to a World yeah. Cup. So that, these that's guys why, know. That's why this is so important on a football level for us. We've had a little taste of it again with the Euros last year. As I say, I just, especially with the two games at Hamden, you just think we could have done better. We looked at the performance against England down at Wembley. We just couldn't get, you know, that kind of performance to get a, a positive result at Hamden. Which would get you into the the knockout stages, and then the momentum, you know, goes for you there. It's, I think, it's unfinished business, and I think the excitement levels and everything that it brings to us as a small nation, we were spoiled. Man, growing up, spoiled five World Cups in the bounce. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been too long, so that's why 
massive game. Massive game. Paul, wouldn't it be great that having waited 23 years uh, to get to a major tournament, um, we had done back to back? Robert, I think the, the thing is, if you qualify for the World Cup, you quite rightly say there. I don't know about Greedy and Donnelly, but I'm I'm going over to watch that. So I'm taking their place on that radio. <laughs> you go to Qatar, Paul, you get over. Well, I'd be quite happy to carry the hampers again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you carried them badly. <laughs> <laughs> so for the for the lads to get there, I think listen, I think the country would thrive on it because you'd get, as I said, the fan parks and all that coming out again, and for people that couldn't make it, I think it would be brilliant if they do it. And that's why I think it's a game of football, and you put the emotion away from it. The lads have to perform over two games to get to get there, and, and if you do get through, we've still got a really tough game down at down at Cardiff, yeah. but. Yeah. They're in, they're, in a, they're in a good place at the minute to try and get through this. But this is a this is a real, real difficult game just because of the situation. Right, we're going to enter into Go Radio Football Show signing talks with you. Are you going to be fairly easy to deal with? Say that again, Rob. I'm saying we're entering into Go Radio Football Show signing talks with you for the, the World Cup. Are you going to be relatively easy to deal with? If I can get a pound behind Greedy and Donnelly, then I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, know their, I know their salaries in there, so I'm, if I can get a pound behind them, I'm definitely taking right. it. Uh, the deal has been done. Paul, good to talk to you. Cheers, thank you. See you, Paul. All the best. See you, mate. See you. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go, go. Simon Donnelly, Mark Guidi and Rob McLean on the Go Radio Football Show. Um, try to work it out about 26, maybe 25 and a bit hours to kick off. I, th- I thought you were about to say try to work it out uh, 25 or 26 grand per show for Paul Lambert. That's well, I hope he's not thinking in those terms or <laughs> we might have to uh, rip up that deal which has just been done with him. Uh, good to hear from Paul Lambert uh, talking about tomorrow night, giving us his thoughts, giving Simon Donnelly a little bit of stick. Aye, um, unnecessary. Well, absolutely gratuitous it was. Um, some breaking news that uh, even Perisic, the Croatian international, has signed for Tottenham Hotspur. It's been to- spoken about for a few days at that one has gone through uh, a deal till the summer of 2024. I think he's 33, Simon, you said. But yeah, I think he... I read earlier on 33. Listen, he's an experienced top player. Uh, and, yeah, he's probably got a wee bit more left in the tank. But 33, I think he yeah, is. Yeah, he looks yeah. a fit guy, though, doesn't he? Uh, Perisic, and he's a quality player uh, as well. Uh, I remember him at Barca, wasn't he? He was terrific. Uh, is that right? No. no. Am I getting mixed up? Perisic, he was... I don't think Both. he was at Barca. don't think he was at Barca. All oh, right, I must be. I must be thinking this. Oh, I think the Rakitic. You think the Rakitic? Uh, anyway, I like it. What I play like Rakitic. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he was at Barcelona, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you get your Rakitic's and your Perisic's oh. mixed up, um, what we're not mixed up about is that um, Kevin Thompson um, has resigned as manager of Kelty Hearts, and uh, we're thinking by a process of elimination um, that he might well be the new Dundee manager. Uh, that would be uh, an exciting uh, appointment. He was at Inter Milan, uh, Perisic, Mark. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I knew I knew he was at Inter Milan. I just I thought he'd, I thought he'd um, I thought he'd gone from Barca to, to Inter Milan, but not obviously not for the first time. I was wrong. What I was trying to work out was uh, how long uh, kickoff was away tomorrow night, <laughs> and I'm thinking it's about 26 hours. Anyway, who cares? Uh, Scotland, Ukraine, Hamden uh, tomorrow night, massive match. Uh, let's hope it's two massive matches. 
Uh, let's hope we're heading for Cardiff on Sunday uh, for the playoff final. Let's talk to Andy Barge from Hamden Roar Podcast. Hi, Andy. Hi, Rob. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. Uh, starting to get a bit more nervous by the hour, I reckon. Mm. So, 26 more hours to go, as you're saying. Who knows how we'll be feeling by kickoff. Yeah. And, I, I mean, the atmosphere is going to be different, isn't it? It's going to be special, though. Very, yeah, I think very special. This Going off the back of the last two kind of raucous home games we had against Israel and Denmark, those were peak in terms of recent seasons, really, since the Griffiths game against England. That was the best we'd really experienced. So it's hard to imagine it being cranked up another notch, but I can only suspect that it will be, especially if we, we go on and take the lead, for example. Yep, um, Scotland will want to assert, uh, Simon, right from the right from the start. Um and just basically keep up the momentum. Um, I mean, it, it was it's six straight wins in qualification matches. Yeah. It's eight unbeaten. But I mean, those those two draws uh, in March could so easily have been two wins against Poland and uh, in Austria. Yeah, the, the form's good. But if you if you go back to the one that that mattered <clears throat> recently with Denmark, we were we were top notch really well. We scored a couple of great goals, and it will take another similar performance. Uh, tomorrow night but I just think we are, we are moving in the right direction I don't think that you can ever underestimate the likes of Ukraine you know they are a top team but we're at home and as I say our form's been good and we've got players there that we've talked about in the first hour of the show that are coming off the back of good seasons domestically and their confidence must be high and it's a, it's a good group so we just you know keep our fingers crossed that another Top performance can be on show and we can we can go over the line, but it's two two really big games, you know, mm. for us to get there. You know, we're we're all excited in the draws that we know who we can get if we, when we get to the finals, which adds another wee bit to it. But two massive hurdles and the first one tomorrow night is a is a big one. Andy, we got the answer today uh, from Stevie Clark um, about Nathan Patterson. Everyone except uh, Nathan. Uh, Nathan's run out of time a little bit for the first game, so Nathan won't be involved in the first game. But everyone else good to go. So everyone else good to go. Who have you got? Is it Aaron Hickey for that right wing wing back position in your mind, Andy? Yes, in mine I think it is. But and Steve Clark's, I'm not sure it will be. I think he'll. I think he'll start Steve O'Donnell. Um, I think just with that familiarity, experience now. I mean, O'Donnell's got more than 25 caps for Scotland. He's played in a lot of our big successful results over the last couple of years. He started at Wembley nil nil, Austria one nil away, Denmark at home, Serbia. O'Donnell was part of the 11 in all of those games. So despite the relative reduction in the level he's playing at, he, he hasn't really let Scotland down at all. Um, so I don't see any reason for us to approach that notion with any worry about a Serie A fullback being left out for a Motherwell one. I don't really subscribe to that because O'Donnell's shown that he can turn up and does turn up for Scotland. If it does Hickey, which I would choose, then uh, obviously it would benefit us more in an attacking sense, which is kind of why I would pick him because we, we need to go and, and win the game like a draw obviously is no good for either team no. so um, O'Donnell's really been picked in situations where we need to maybe look after ourselves a bit more um, in this situation and easy to draw parallels with Patterson when he came in how good he was in attack he's got a goal and three assists for Scotland um, so hopefully Hickey would be able to go in and have a similar a similar uh, addition to the team What do you think Mark? Will Stevie Clark go for Stephen O'Donnell? Well, he might do but you know I, I, you know, centering, you know, won't come into the fact he managed him at Kilmarnock and yeah, he's done well, but he left him out before to play Nathan Patterson. Mm-hmm. So if Aaron Hickey's shown up and, you know, um, 
it's about the here and now. You know, it's about what you've done and what, what you've you've shown in training the past couple of days. So um, Steve Clark will pick what he thinks is the best team, and I think we're all saying Hickey, but yet we think the manager will go with O'Donnell. Mm. I think he'll go with Hickey. Mm-hmm. I think he will go with Hickey. And that's nothing against Stephen O'Donnell or Anthony Ralston, but but you know the reports in Hickey are are a top drawer, and like I said, we need to go and uh, win the game. He can defend, he can attack. He's got pace. He can go down the right-hand side and put it in. He can cut inside onto his left. Brilliant with both feet. Don't forget that as well. Mm. Brilliant with both feet. Probably the most talented player in the squad with, with both feet. Yeah. We don't have many that can play right and left-footed comfortably like that. So that's why I think he'll get the nod tomorrow night. And what you've also got with Aaron Hickey, uh, Simon, is a 19-year-old who carries no international baggage with him at all. He's been nothing to do. He can barely remember... Uh, Scotland failing to qualify yeah. uh, for tournaments. All he knows is, is, is recent times and, and Scotland on the on the up and up. Can that be uh, a boost for Scotland, a bonus for Scotland to have somebody who's clearly flying at the moment? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Uh, what I like about him is, I haven't seen a lot of Aaron Hickey, but what I like about him from what I, I did see in, in the, the time with Scotland, his body language, it looked as if he could just handle it. You know, he could handle the situation. He came on, uh, I think it was in the last game, possibly. Very, very assured. And I think that maybe comes with the confidence of leaving Hearts at a young age, going to a different country. It must be a fantastic experience for the kid playing in Serie A against top players, top teams, week in, week out. His development uh, has come on no bounds. So, you asked me before the show about my, my team and I've written down the three. I think it's great that we've got those three. You know, and Patterson's obviously another one that will come back in. To that, uh, it's a good it's a good problem for Steve to have. I think O'Donnell he's leaned towards him as Andy said. There he's he's, he's picked he's picked sod a few times for big games, and I think if I'm right, he came under a bit of stick in the first game of the Euros, and he, he played him against England, and I think he did, him, yeah. he did a really good yeah. game. You yeah. know, he showed he the mentality to bounce back from getting a little bit of criticism, and then Tony Ralston, I covered most of the Celtic games. He's, he's their fantastic season so he's, he's got good options there who he, who he leans towards I'll tell you in my team later yeah I think I think when he was able to take his eyes off uh, Jack Grealish's calves uh, Stephen O'Donnell <laughs> he, he did really well at Wembley just very quickly Andy before you go what, what's what's the rest of your lineup or what you think the lineup will be tomorrow night I think the, the one that's always I'm always curious about is does he play Adams with Dykes or two supporting midfielders i.e. McGinn plus or Armstrong or, or whoever else um, I think now we've come to learn that Clark probably favourites Adams with two midfielders off him uh, and also Tierney's replacement of course which I think will probably be Scott McKenna despite the magnitude of the, the game that he played in on Sunday there mm-hmm. um, I think McKenna's probably got the fitness levels and the appetite to, to go and play in a, a semi-final a couple of days later I'm not really too worried about that the Tierney loss is, is massive absolutely huge I'm sure you've probably already covered it this mm-hmm. week but the the replacement between him or Cooper, I'm, I'm not too fussed. And scoreline for you tomorrow night? Uh, Scotland an extra time. As long as it's Scotland, don't care when. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank, thanks, Andy. Cheers, Rob.
Cheers. There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technology. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Remember how we felt after the penalty shootout in Belgrade as Scotland qualified for our first major tournament in 23 years. What an opportunity we have in the coming days uh, to make it two on the bounce and it would be a first World Cup finals since 1998. Paul Lambert, who was with us earlier, and Simon Donnelly, who was with us in the studio, were both parts of that one. Uh, can we rewrite the record books and make it to Qatar, November, December? It will be Wales and Cardiff if Scotland uh, can win tomorrow night in the Ukraine. And uh, Stevie Clark is certainly uh, convinced that Scotland are on the right path. Yeah, we said at the time we didn't want to be one tournament wonders. I'm convinced that this group of players won't be, whether it's this this tournament 2022 in Qatar or 2024 in Germany or 2026 in America. This team will go to another tournament. The squad of players will go to another tournament. I'm convinced. Simon, in Stevie we trust, in Stevie we believe. Can we, can we go through all of those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice, actually. That'd be nice. Yeah. No, listen, I, I still think, I keep saying it, I think we've got a, a good group of players there. The strongest group of players we've had for a, a right few years. Uh, and a lot of them playing at the top top table, top uh, teams. So, full of optimism for tomorrow night. But it's just one hurdle, then you've got to uh, negotiate Wales at the weekend if we get there. But yeah, all those finals that are rhyming off Steve Clark's tongue there, but we want to beat them all. Germany would be another good one as well. But this is the, the next one. It's a World Cup. We've not been there for so long. Uh, we bit different November, December, but we want to be there. He tells it like it is, Mark, Stevie Clark, doesn't he? You know, and he's he's saying, well, I mean, he he believes, he's he's confident that we can get through these two games, but uh, we're on the right path. That's, that's his point there, isn't it? That, that If it isn't to be this one for whatever reason, yeah. uh, there will be other finals to qualify for. Yeah, you know, it might not happen whether it's tomorrow night or Sunday. It might not because, you know, we're up, if we win tomorrow night, we're up against a top quality side on, on Sunday as well. So it's not a gimme by any stretch of the imagination. So it might take um, until 2024, the Euros, Germany. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it might take um, to that, but uh, look, we've got a chance. We've got a right good chance uh, tomorrow night. We we should be positive. Um, but if it doesn't go, then we've had, had some good highlights. I don't think you could fault the program. You know, Denmark were an outstanding team. You know, from early on, I think we could all tell that they were going to win the section. I mean, they they hadn't conceded a goal till they got to Hamden on on, on the last game. So they were a quality side, and um, you know, I think from when you consider where we were when we lost in Copenhagen, battered in Copenhagen, you know, confidence was low and I, I think, and I know, I know I certainly thought we won't make second place now, we won't even get a chance at the playoffs. Uh, thankfully I was wrong. Um, so look, we've given ourselves the best possible chance um, to, to qualify and uh, I would never rule this Steve Clark side out. You know, 
different times I'd back them to go and uh, to beat anybody at Hamden. I'm pretty sure I saw a stat uh, earlier today that said that that defeat that you're talking about, uh, Denmark and Copenhagen, that's the only World Cup qualifier Scotland have lost out of the last 16. Are they? Yeah. But we had... Uh, Good but, start, uh, Rob. Yeah, but as, as Mark says, after that, you, f- you feared the worst. You mm. know, just at the start of that campaign. Well, it was 20 minutes in, wasn't it? 2-0 yeah, down. But the, the turnaround and the run that we had to go... We, well, we had to go on that to get ourselves back in, but... It was an incredible run. It really was, and finished with the Denmark game at Hamden. You know, the boys turned it right round because it could have been a disaster. We could have been out of the, the tournament before it really get into the the midway stage of that group. Uh, but full credit to the boys, turned it round. I think six on the bounce, and you know, I just think we're in a good place. I think, I think tomorrow, I would. I, I would I'm looking at the game. I would take one 0 Rob. I really, mm. I, th- I think it's going to be tight. I think Andy touched on it there extra time. I don't. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't think my nerves could take half uh, extra time or penalties like Belgrade, but mm. I think it's going to be tight again, uh, and just hope you know we can get a one 0 get over the line. Might have to get David Marshall off the bench if uh, if it goes the to penalties. penalties. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sure we can uh, all go through that again. Uh, to be honest, we will have uh, Craig Gordon in goals, and that will do nicely for Scotland. What a season he has had. Um, and he was talking today at the, the media conference in his usual calm, controlled manner um, about um, trying to uh, concentrate on what Scotland do best with all these questions flying around naturally enough about Ukraine. I think from our point of view, it's about concentrating on ourselves, um, getting ourselves as fit as possible. Summer football is never easy. People arriving at the end of their seasons and having to, to go again in, in such a huge match. So from us, it's it's about controlling what we can control um, and, and that's our, our fitness and, and our tactics and making sure we, we get that spot on. I, I don't think there'll be a, a huge problem. I think you know, Ukraine have been in a, a training camp for, for over a month now. We are not expecting anything but their, their very best um, and, and we'll have to be at our best to, to try and beat them. Yeah, sometimes uh, those are the sort of answers us interviewers don't like getting thrown back at us, Mark. The uh, Well, it's about what we do and it's about controlling what we can control and all that sort of stuff we're, when we're looking for headlines. But you can understand exactly where Craig Gordon's coming from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think as you said, Rob, you, know, you, you were about the, the team in the camp um, on Sunday and, and, and naturally, you know, you know, they were a bit nervous about getting to do the, 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 the media stuff, you know, for, for obvious reasons. Um so, you know, I think Craig Gordon spoke well, as he always does, you know, and, and it's true. I know it's a cliche, but it's true. Mm. And this, you know, it is about what they do. You know, it is about how John McGinn performs. It is about if Shea Adams get a chance, he sticks it away. It is about um, Andy Robertson leading, getting up and down that left, left-hand side. It is about Craig himself when he is called into action, and he will be called into action um, tomorrow night, that he's ready to go and pull off a top save. Uh, as he was doing for Hearts all season and he's done for Scotland many times so it's all those bits it's about Steve Clark when, when there's a change needed that he gets it right substitutes will be to, important tomorrow night as well and we'll have really good options on the bench so it is about all that you know because even if Ukraine play at their best if we play at our best we can win and we will win we need to get the things right Yeah and he was he was going on to, to <laughs> say that uh, it, it's about uh, keeping 
uh, keeping the system the same. It, it, you know, it ain't broke. Don't, it doesn't need fixed, uh, despite all the noise that's flying around at the moment on the outside. On the inside, it's a bit different. Um, but it's about keeping things the same. Yeah, but I think being away with the, the squad helps that. We're, we're kind of shielded from everything that's going going on on the, the outside and we just prepare like yeah. any other game that, that we have done. Um, sort of right throughout uh, Steve Clark's reign here, we, we get together, we get organised and we, we put a game plan in place and, and try and carry it out. You'll have experienced, Simon, of this sort of situation, not 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 as extreme as the one we're talking about here, <coughs> but but times either with club or the country yeah. where there's a lot flying around, there's a, there are a lot of distractions, and you have to try and stick with the normal routine and shut everything else out. Yeah, and they've got the advantage that'll be. I'm not too sure where they are actually. They're in Edinburgh. It's Edinburgh. At the Orium, yeah. Uh, so. Th- you know, they've got that advantage of being away. I think social media, as we touched on earlier on nowadays, you still get access. I mean, back back in my time in Scotland, you certainly were away from everything at the camp. You know, you were, you, you were only aware of things going on if it was yeah, meeting the media or somebody from back home had called to say whatever. But you, you were always distanced from everything. But they're professional enough. They've, they've been through... A lot of these players have been through big games before. They've, they've experienced it with Scotland. A lot of these guys have been down at mm. Wembley against England in the Euros. That's... You don't get much bigger than that kind of game. Andy Roberts in Champions League finals. They've, you know, they've been over the course. Callum McGregor at Celtic's played big games, so it's just another big game to these guys. Uh, and we touched on it earlier in the show as well how it's like it's like a club mentality with them. They've, they've, this group of players have been together, with a couple of exceptions for you know a couple of seasons, two three seasons together since Steve came into the job. I think it's a good harmony. I think they seem to get on. They seem to enjoy going away with the national team. Always helps when you're you're winning games and, mm. and qualifying for the Euros, and it just gives you that wee flavour and taste. You want to go and do it again. So, I think they'll be fully focused. I don't think anything will distract them. And as I said earlier, the most uncomfortable thing or the thing that they maybe felt under pressure was just because of what's happened outside of football, and you know, worrying about saying the right thing uh, or. or you know, offending somebody by saying something that they didn't mean or whatever. I think that's because it's not in a kind of comfort zone. It's, mm. it's football. They're footballers. So I think when it comes down to the football and focus for that, they'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, Scotland uh, buoyant uh, in an international sense, um, but also buoyant in terms of what some of these guys who will play uh, tomorrow night. I mean, Scott McKenna must have a really good chance of playing in the game, Mark, and, and he's just one. Uh, promotion to the Premier League with Nottingham Forest. Ryan Christie is on the way up with Bournemouth as well. So, yeah. so there are guys who who are flying at club level at the moment. Yeah, and um, I know that when they were in the losing side, but Craig Gordon and, and John Suter both played very, very well. Yeah, just a hand in part last week. Yeah. So you know, again, well, obviously we know Craig Gordon's going to play. John Suter, we're not so sure about, but uh, I would have John Suter in the starting eleven mm-hmm. um, tomorrow as, night at the expense of who? Well, I, I, well, you're. you're you want me to just give you a team uh-huh. then? Why not? Why so, not? Uh, it's changed because originally when we were on on Friday night mm. uh, with you and Barry, um, I had Ryan Jack in my starting 11. Obviously, he's ruled out. So it's Craig Gordon in goals, Aaron Hickey and Andy Robertson, two wing backs, a back three of John Souter, Grant Hanley, and Scott McKenna, two holding players, Scott McTominay and Callum McGregor, and John McGinn off um, Dykes and Adams. So if you're looking for a for a headline, Billy Gilmore doesn't make my starting eleven. Right. 
Um, why? Uh, I think that McTominay and McGregor together for tomorrow night, bearing in mind what Ukraine have got. Um, Gilmer not, not playing a rehab, having a wee injury um, as well. Just for the moment, for, for tomorrow, just for starting the game, I would go with it. Now, you know, this is just a 1% difference. I could easily go McTominay <coughs> instead of Souter and have Gilman in there. And there's probably that's probably what Steve Clark may well do. I think that's what he will do. You know, I don't think Souter will start tomorrow. Um, I think they'll go with McTominay at the back and, and have Gilman in there because Gilmer is a top player and the link, he links the game um, so well. But you know, I can maybe say that maybe I'm being a wee bit blinded by Souter's performance in the in the cup final. And I do like him. I do rate him. Um, and Gilmer just not quite hitting the heights at Norris, albeit it's a difficult side to go and play in because they're, they're on the back foot uh, every week in that Premiership. But he is still a top player. So if Billy Gilmore starts, I've absolutely no problem with that. But um, that, that was the team I've chosen. What about you, Simon? How much do you differ from the, the Guidi selection? Not much, but there's a couple in there that... Uh, first and foremost, I think Suter. I think the only way I wouldn't have him in my team... It's just because of the balance, I think McKenna's left-footed. I think that that'll sway that decision. Mm -hmm. I think the other two would be Hanley, and I think he'll stick with McTominay. Just what Mark's saying, mm -hmm. and I, I would have Gilmore in the middle of the park. Uh, the right side, I wouldn't lose sleep over any one of them, but I think he might go with O'Donnell just through experience. And I think it was Andy was on earlier saying that he hasn't let us down before. I think that might just sway that decision. The rest of it is the same. I thought I'd McGregor, I thought McGinn, they're, they're obvious ones for me. So you've, you've got a front two of you? I've got Adams and Dykes. Mm -hmm. I've got Adams but, and Dykes. But, Did you go with Adams and Dykes? Aye, but so just so you are. Would you play Adorno? Do you think Steve Clark's going to play him? But would you play who, who Who would be your right back? I think I'd go with Hickey, but I think he'll pick Adorno. I think that was what somebody said earlier. That was what Andy. I think Andy, Andy Barge, he, he, th was, I, he was, yeah. I think I'd go with Hickey because I think I think he's played. I know I think Andy actually said he didn't buy into that kind of way of thinking, but I think the level that the kid's playing at, and I think he's only going to get better moving mm -hmm. forward. I would, I would probably pick Hickey, but I think O'Donnell again, another player I've worked with, great, great lad, and I, I don't think he's let Scotland down. I think when you get criticism, bounce back. I thought, you know, good on you going down and playing in that difficult game mm. against oh, England. Oh, he's got a fantastic Maybe, attitude. I think he's almost scored in that game. Yeah, so good. I think I think you I think you'll go with him. I, I, McTominay. I just I, I like I like footballers. I like good players. Gilmer is one of our best football players, mm. and I think you've got to find a place in the team for him. I know the Norwich setup. It probably goes against him because they're in a he's in a team that's. They've been down there all season, dogfight. It's, yeah. it's no. He needs to be in a better team. Mm -hmm. He needs to have better players about him. I think he has that to an extent with Scotland, and I think he's shown that he can go in there and dictate play for us. And I think he'll be a big player moving forward. I think he's had an unfortunate season. I get it, having to go out for Chelsea and get game time. I would argue that Norwich was maybe not the best team to go to for Billy Gilmer. Uh, he needs to be in a team maybe where they get a lot of the ball and he's very comfortable in the ball, as, as Lambo said earlier on. I would have to find a place for him in my team. I think he's got a gallus quality about yeah. him, Billy Gilmore as well, yeah. which 
which does Scotland well. Um, for what it's worth, um, the, the the one I'd scribbled on the back of a fag packet after I crossed out Nathan Patterson after I was warned off him and he's not <laughs> fit to play anyway. So uh, so I've got Craig Gordon in goals. I've got McTominay, Hanley and McKenna as the back three. I've got Hickey, Gilmore, McGregor and Robertson as the four. And then I've got McGinn and Christie off Adam. I think, and I would, I would uh, Adams, I, I would mm. agree with you guys and I would play Adams and Dykes as well. I guess what I'm saying is that this is the team I think Stevie Clark's going to play because I think he quite likes McGinn in an inside sort of inside right position, yeah. Christie maybe inside left, just in behind Jay Adams. That, that kind of yeah, works. Yeah, listen, it's a bit, it's a very very popular formation these days. A three four two one, you know, very popular. Or you know, somebody will go three four one two, and obviously key to it is having two uh, wing backs in that four. You know, get up and down. They can defend and attack and get balls into the box because when you play that role, you're relying on 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 both sides getting balls in. Now we know Robertson can do it for fun. It's on the right hand side who he decides to to choose, but the onus is on them to get down that side, get balls into the box for McGinn, Christie, Adam Stakes, whatever that sort of front three is going to be, whether it's a two-one or a one-two. I, th- I think, I mean, the other thing that screams out about Scotland at the moment is the leaders, the the number of leaders that yeah. you have out on the pitch, not yeah. just Andy Robertson wearing the armband. <clears throat> and obviously Kieran Tierney is a miss in that in that respect. And Ryan yeah. Jack as well, were he to play, you know, they're both really experienced, they're leaders. But even without, you've got Craig Gordon and Goals, who's the captain of hearts. You've got Scott McTominay, who tends yeah. to, when things are going badly for Man United, be wheeled out to do the interviews and, and explain yeah. it all away. Apart from his performances on the pitch, Grant Hanley is the Norwich captain. Uh, McKenna, his numbers are amazing uh, defensively for Nottingham Forest. You've got Callum McGregor, of course. Uh, you've got Robertson. You've got John McGinn, who's like a talisman for Scotland. I mean, yeah. that that's probably about six players. Listen, the fact that we're talking about it, Robin, I, would, I wouldn't lose sleep over any permutation of the teams that the three of us are kind of speculating about because I think we've got good players in all different positions there. I wouldn't, you know, if it was a Donald or Hickey or even a Ralston coming in, I think they would do a job. Suter, I think... Frawley's got a, a, a brighter future in that Scotland back three or back two. I think he will play. I think maybe just because of balance, you've got Tierney to come back for that. You've got Ryan Jack, likes of Stuart Armstrong, who's did well for Scotland. Yeah. So we've, we've got good options. I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose sleep over, you know, if it was Mark's team or your your, your own team. I think we've got players there that can go and get the job done. Tomorrow. Yeah, if you look at our outfield, I mean, the goalkeepers are stick on. So you look at our outfield ten. I think we've got. 16, 17 excellent players yeah. and pick, you know if it was Liam Cooper or Scott McKenna it's almost like a toss of the coin mm. Ralston O'Donnell or Hickey no <coughs> possibly a toss of the coin yeah, McTominay or Suter or, or Jack Hendry yeah there's another one yep. yeah um, or McTominay or Gilmer um, and then you're going you know do you go Dykes and, and Adams or do you go Christie McGinn with Adams, or do you, do you bring in Stuart Armstrong, even into that? Because, mm-hmm. well, Jacob Brown, they're very impressed with him. So, you know, we've got, we've got loads of good options. That's why the manager, he's been watching them, his staff have been really studying them closely. He'll be well-versed in Ukraine. He'll know everything there is to know about Ukraine in terms of what he does, bearing that in mind um, as well. And he's also watched the team the last few days. I, I would suspect that out of the, out of the 10 outfield places... But his Steve Clark was one hundred percent about eight of them, and maybe only has had two decisions to make in the past sort of forty hours. Are we excited? Just a bit. 
The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Looking ahead and building up to a fair level of excitement, it would have to be said, about Scotland against Ukraine uh, tomorrow night. It's a 7.45 kickoff at Hamden. And, uh, well, I'm a bit reluctant to tempt fate by even talking about Sunday in Cardiff, but let's hope that is on the agenda as well, because if Scotland win tomorrow night, then uh, we are through to the World Cup playoff final at the Cardiff City Stadium. It is um, against Wales. Scotland are two wins away from the World Cup finals in Qatar in six months' time. We're going to come back to our big story of the show, of course, but if you weren't with us earlier, you'd have missed that breaking news that Kevin Thompson has parted company with Kelty Hearts, having one promotion. The former Hibs and Rangers midfielder has decided to walk away from New Central Park with immediate effect. And uh, Mark Greedy and myself were immediately jumping to the conclusion that he will, will be the next Dundee manager because I'm not sure there are too many other uh, situations vacant at the moment, Mark. No, I, as, as I say, I don't think we'd have left unless he's got somewhere um, to go to. And, you know, I think it all points towards Dundee. Sean Maloney was in the running, so it makes you think that um, uh, either they couldn't reach an agreement with Sean or that Sean is going to go and join Vincent Company at, at, uh, at Burnley as part of a uh, company's coaching staff. Um, which would leave the door open for Kevin Thompson as we've said he's worked with Gordon Strachan before he signed him he was signed by him for Middlesbrough Scotland uh, national team possibly um, as well and they played for Dundee and you know with what he achieved in his first year at Kelty uh, winning the league knocking St Johnston at the Scottish Cup then you know he's he's, you know built a very good reputation uh, for himself and it would seem like a kind of natural fit could argue maybe maybe a year earlier than maybe what he would have expected but nonetheless if you're offered that chance and it's a chance for him to go properly full time again get a hold of a club that he knows well good fan base and uh, when you assess now the, the 10 teams in the championship for next season then Dundee have got as good a chance as any other one uh, Rob of winning that title and coming straight back up wonder if Sean Maloney would get a company car with that job hey. uh, at, uh, at Burnley. <laughs> but um, talking about Kevin Thompson, Simon, he's, he's 37, he, he looks as if he could still be playing, doesn't he? And, and yeah, he does look he does look bound for a, a bigger job, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I, I like what he did at, at Kelty. Uh, and he's had the experience, I think, coaching in at Rangers as well. So he's went to Kelty and got them promoted, done a good job. And, and you know, if people come knocking when you, you're doing a good job, it's, it's a volatile uh, position management in football mm. so yeah you've got to take the kind of the chances when you get them and I think Dundee's a great club you know they've obviously struggled this season and back down but fantastic club and it would probably be a level up from from Kelty Hearts for them so it's a good luck to them It's a big decision for them isn't it because um, there were all sorts of question marks about the dismissal of James McPake um, and the appointment of Mark McGee um, they have to get this one right because they, they want to come straight back up because otherwise they might be able to stick on the on their same budget mark for, for a season, potentially, gambling on getting back. Otherwise, they might have to change things financially. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, th- I think sometimes the, the clubs will, will, will take a hit for a year, Rob, and see that we're, we're living a wee bit, you know, uh, out with our means, but we'll, we'll take that gamble to get back up. When you look at Kelly there, you know, they didn't, you know, they made changes, but they still had a really good squad for the championship. And uh, they get back up the first time asking, changed their manager halfway through the season in order to do so. And Derek McInnes, you know, got them over the line uh, with a game to spare. 
so you know Dundee will be looking at it and think yep we can do the same but really good league next year Robbie we've got mm. Queen's Park and Cove and who will both invest yep. uh, particularly um, Queen's Park you've then got you know Wraith Rovers uh, with a new manager you've got Patrick Thistle you've got Inverness with Billy Dodds who, who just um, missed out via the playoffs to, to beat St Johnston so uh, a really competitive league I don't think and, and a broth as well can a broth go and achieve what they've done again I think it's a big big ask for a part time club to go that far but when you look at it I don't think there's a stand outside us and I don't think there's one club in that out of that 10 that you'd say oh stick on stick on to go and win that league so I think they're all fans there. of their chances eh? and, and, and that league this year up until a point where maybe McInnes coming in and Kilmar not moving away or, or Broth tried to stay with them at one point you know the top five top six it was really really close mm. uh, it was top five and bottom five wasn't yeah, it yeah it was I, it was yeah. almost like a, a, a two divisions within one but in Queen's Park you know that's that's a project that's really interesting to see what they can do mm. uh, I wouldn't know. be surprised because what our broth have done this season will give Queen's Park and Cove real hope yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised to see Queen, a Queen's a Queen's Park and a Cove and I'm not Challenging. saying they won it but certainly in the playoffs but yeah. Queen's Park because they've got the money there, yeah. they've got but, the investment, they've got the <clears> facilities. They they could really make a right a right push and, and have a right go. And only Coyle and Sandy Stewart having to get in there, you know, to make up the the numbers. They've yeah. got in there, you know, properly because they've been told that that they'll be backed and they'll sign good players and they, they want promotion as soon as. And Leon Dempster left Hibs for for Queens Park yeah. uh, as well, which just all makes you think they, they mean business and, and as you say Mark there's a lot of money around in Aberdeen for Cove Rangers as well and, yeah. and and who knows in the next few years we might have two Aberdeen teams in the in the top flight it might be shipping the, the, the other one almost dropped out of it or got, got perilously close at the end of the season but I think Cove Rangers have got uh, serious ideas and, and they've got a really ambitious manager as well and yeah, Paul Hartley that's what I'm saying they've got a good good manager there that knows what it takes to get promoted. He's done it several times with, with different teams. Uh, they've got a bit of back in there, but I'm just looking at the teams in it. I've, I've missing two or three here. I can't remember who yeah, else United. is in. Yeah, United are in it. So I, th I think it's an interesting one. Uh, Queen's Park, my first team. As I say, it's a, a it's an exciting project. I think that's happening there. I mean, that would be, that would be, that would maybe even eclipse the kind of Arbroath mm -hmm. uh, run of last year if they could go on some sort of challenge. But it'll be interesting, uh, and I think every team there will, you know, fans another of my old teams, Partick Thistle, you know, dropped in the last part of the season. Arguably the most important part, they kind of fell away. They all want to to challenge again with Ian mm. McCall. So even Morton under Dougie yeah. Emery, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're doing well. They finished Hamilton, really well, didn't they? Hamilton Ackies. Hamilton as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. you'd have a real Hamilton. A tough, that's going to be a yeah. tough division. It really is. Uh, so Dundee have got their work cut out to, to try and do what Kilmarnock did last year. Another story doing the rounds today uh, centres on the former Celtic defender Christopher Ayer, um, who of course has had a great season <coughs> with Brentford. They, they managed to uh, seal their place in the top league. Uh, but he might be off-ski because uh, the word is that uh, Frank Lampard quite fancies what he's done for Brentford and for maybe a move to Everton. Uh, could be forthcoming uh, Simon for Ayer yeah a great move uh, he's went down there to get a, an experience of the Premiership done well at Brentford I think Everton have obviously got a wee bit more history behind them albeit they they stayed in that division by the skin of their teeth this year but I think under Lampard and obviously Celtic will get something out of that deal as well should he move on so it was a player I always liked at Celtic always thought he was a good player uh, and he's obviously did enough this year to get on the radar of Everton 
Yeah, there could be money uh, coming Celtic's way um, for that if he gets another big money move. Uh, and of course, um, over the weekend, uh, Aberdeen were rubbing their hands at, uh, maybe a million pounds if, if the figures are accurate coming their way uh, because uh, Scott McKenna got promotion with Nottingham Forest. The, these small print additions to contracts and signing on deals can be absolutely crucial, Mark. Yeah, they're, 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 they are so important and um, for most transfers now that they're included and, and, and it's right, you know, you... You look at Celtic um, over the years. You know some of the the, the extra windfalls that, that they've had from uh, in certain clauses um, into their deals. So uh, yeah, it's a great uh, it's a great boost for uh, for Aberdeen. You know credit to uh, to Scott McKenna. Um, looks as though Connor Golson could be going to Nottingham yeah. Forest um, as well. You know, and when you look at Steve Cooper, you know, who took over there when I think Nottingham Forest were bottom four, mm. and uh, he's got them through. Uh, via the playoffs very highly uh, talented uh, coach so aye a great one um, for them Ayer to Everton I, I like Ayer um, as well I think he's, he's had a good season for Brentford but you know there's there's um, financial questions at, at Everton you know Rob in terms of you know they, they need to go and get a few things sorted out so um, you know until that uh, happens then you know spending 25-30 million on, on, on players you know, they need to wait and see they've got the new stadium built mm. um, as well but they'll clearly have to go and sign some players but whatever way they can manage to do it because uh, it's very clear that the, the squad that Lampard has um, isn't good enough for what Everton want to go and do It does sound uh, as if Conor Goldson uh, his time at Rangers is up I think he was on Instagram uh, over the last day is or it? two saying that uh, saying that he was <coughs> which is which, having, having had Paul on the show earlier on we're now looking at Paul Lambert uh, <laughs> on the TV screen in the studio which is uh, a little bit uh, So Goldson's been on his Yeah he was he was just it was a kind of thanks for the memories almost right. uh, that, uh, that about it That seems to be the trend these days mm. isn't it? that players go on and I could never imagine that in my day <laughs> Little bits up, but yeah, I think that maybe points towards Forrest. Listen, you know, he's I think he's did well at Rangers over the the time he's been there. Uh, it maybe is time for change. Geo might have other ideas, you know, to who he's going to bring in. Obviously, they brought Suter in, mm-hmm. who I think will be a really good player for Rangers. I think he's got the mentality to go and handle the pressure of wearing that jersey. Uh, so yeah, Goldson, if he's if he's hinting on his Instagram, maybe it's pointing towards him going down south. Yeah, I mean, John Suter, um, it, w- it would be a bit unusual if uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst was applauding the heart central defender in the in the Scottish Cup final, but in the back of his mind, he would be thinking, wow, how, how well is this guy playing for hearts? Having had come back after injury, had very little game time, very little training even going in. Because Robbie Nielsen was really, really worried about both Halka and Suter in terms of how they would perform, Mark, in the cup final. Yeah. And, and Suter was sensational, wasn't he? he was, and, and by the way, you know, the extra uh, part to that, the subplot, Rob, is he signed for Rangers. Yeah. Mm. You know, he, he knew he was joining Rangers, but you know, on the Monday morning he was mm. going to become a Rangers player. And yet it just shows the, the, the level of his, of his professionalism because he wanted the winnings and then. You know, purely in football in terms, you know that that's the kind of attitude that the Scotland players need to show tomorrow night. You know that whatever it is, that jersey you've gone, whatever it takes to go and win the game. Because yes, Suter was signed for Rangers, but you could tell he would have had no qualms, no qualms about getting up and scoring the winning goal for Hearts last Saturday afternoon. And I think that's a a credit um, to him because I always thought that was a real tricky one, and I wasn't sure if Robbie was going to yeah. uh, go with it because Rangers tried to sign him in January, the clubs couldn't agree. In a fee, so he had to stay where he was. And it would have been much better if the boy 
to go to Rangers in January it would have been a lot clearer and simpler for everyone but his professionalism and his attitude and the way he played for the Hearts jersey he was absolutely first class in the cup final Could be John Suter and Calvin Bassey yeah. in central uh, defence next think season just for Rangers Mark's talking about there that it could have been an awkward one but I don't think for a type of boy that John is it would be because we had him at a very early age at Dundee United and Again, going back to the likes of Hickey, which I touched on, or a Gilmore, these young boys, sometimes you can just tell that boys are, can handle it. They can handle the situation and the pressures. And he he is one. That's why I'm confident. If he can avoid the, the injuries that have kind of plagued him, I know he had a, a, the, the same injury twice with the Achilles. If he can get himself a run of games and fit, he'll be a big player for Rangers and he will be a big player for for Scotland because he's got he's got the mentality he's a smart guy isn't he he is he is yes and and a lot of people at times he's a defender but he's good with the ball at his feet mm-hmm. but they always question he's defending can he defend and I think he's grown since he went to Hearts obviously getting more experienced but the, the game at the weekend or, or last weekend in the Scottish Cup final he was throwing his body in front of things he was leading from the back he was defending really well and yeah I just think he'll be a big player if he can keep himself fit and he's in Mark's selection uh, for tomorrow night, isn't he, as well? For um, the, Aye, 11, the yeah, 11 you would yeah. have uh, starting. Uh, you'll all have your thoughts about it. We do too. But uh, there's one man who counts, and that is Stevie Clark. Uh, who will he pick in his 11 tomorrow night for that 7.45 kickoff? The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! It's the football show on a Tuesday night. Um, 25 hours away. <laughs> 25 hours away from kick-off at Hampton. Uh, tomorrow night, Scotland against Ukraine. Let's hope it's Scotland against Wales and Cardiff on Sunday because that will mean we have won tomorrow night and we are then one game away from the World Cup finals in the Qatar, not getting ahead of ourselves or anything. Uh, the Go Radio Football Show, of course, is the home of uh, the breaking football news and we can tell you at uh, quarter to seven on a Tuesday night that Stephen Davis has signed a one-year extension with Rangers, Mark. Yeah, that's, uh, I think it's great news uh, for Rangers. I think you know, he's still got a big role to play. You know, we, I think we could see with his performances, the Scottish Cup semi-final, Scottish Cup final, Europa League final, albeit he wasn't um, you know, starting many of those games. He was still very influential in the way he just let, you know, allows things to tick over uh, for Rangers. I said on the show last week that I thought he would re-sign a deal he has and I think Alan McGregor will also resign um, as well Rob I don't think Alan McGregor uh, will be too far behind but that's one less headache for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst in terms of getting Davis tied down mm. It's that sort of experience and talent isn't it that yeah. you don't really want to fling away too readily Yeah and obviously we, we, we've spoke about it there's going to be a few changes at Rangers I think Goldson looks as if he could be one that's away but I think Steve Davis for me I can imagine will be a big character in that dressing room as well. He's been there uh, on two occasions at Rangers. Experienced pro, good player, uh, still fit. So, yeah, I think that's maybe a good one for Rangers to, to go over the line. I'm interested by the, the Greeks one, just on the back of how it finished at the cup final and stuff. You know, that was almost as if mm. it was his, his last hurrah and a, a goodbye to the fans. So it'll be interesting to see if he indeed signs again. You're pretty convinced, Mark, that um, that the, another year will be uh, done because he, he is. I mean, well, it's up to him. He'll yeah. be there for him if he wants it. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. really up to him. And I, I think he'll go. I think he'll go one more year. Yep, I think he'll go one more year. 
Do we know what he plans after football, or does he not know what what he plans when he stops playing? I, I don't know. Is it something he's serious? You know, I, I don't know Alan McGregor overly well, but he doesn't strike me as a type of boy that would have like a long term plan. Would, would he want to become a goalkeeping coach? Mm. I don't know. You know, would, I, I, I generally don't know yeah. uh, the answer. Because um, he's such that, an inspiring guy, isn't he? I mean, he's an ins- you know such a good goalkeeper and. And, and such but, an inspiration to if he was to get involved in any form of coaching and, well, and also he hates to lose I've never seen anybody he that, hates to that lose. hates I used it to, much more than I used him. to play him at table tennis at Dunfermline <laughs> and I can assure you he hates to lose at anything uh, but he's been a fantastic goalkeeper he really has and obviously age is catching up with him like it does with everybody but yeah it's, it's maybe looking at it you know you, you just kind of assume maybe a couple of weeks ago it'd be, it'd be the end for him and even the likes of Steve Davis but when you just see that news tonight, you think maybe that is a, a wise move for, for Van Bronckhurst, you know, to just keep these guys round about the squad. You know, there is going to be a bit of change, but maybe he doesn't want it to be, you know, a massive yeah. change, and, especially and with two experienced players. And those are two things that they can sort of control in terms of Davis, you know, just like, come on, let's sit down with McGregor. Actually, yeah. now, big well, bids come in for, for, for Kent, or Morelos, or, or, or Bassies, or whoever. I don't they think Dave, to control Davis that, isn't you know? going to be the kind of guy that's going to rock the boat if he's not no, playing every week no. but probably a good influence around about Aye. you know and guys coming in yeah, you know welcome guys to the club good yeah. throw low yeah. maintenance won't let you down he's not going to start 40 games we know that yeah. but he won't let you down um, and from and from McGregor you know you probably if you put yourself in Alan McGregor's shoes there's no doubt retirement's crossed his mind there's no doubt about mm. that we know that but he'll be sitting somewhere in holiday just now and that's then there's that realisation right hold on mm. Uh, mm, right is this it for me is this me what am I going to, I've got a chance to go back and sign for me. Do I really want to give this up yet? I don't think he is. I don't think he's ready mm-hmm. to, to give that up. He's got far too much to offer uh, as a goalkeeper. So that's why I think I'd, I'd be absolutely astonished if he does not sign uh, a new one-year deal with Rangers. Did he have to deal with losing at table tennis at Dunfermline much? He was actually very good. I, 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 fancy, I fancy myself at table tennis, but he was actually very good. Good reaction, goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so that's the news uh, for you coming to, towards the end of the show that uh, uh, Stephen Davis has signed a new one-year deal. There was talk about Motherwell uh, potentially uh, coming in with an audacious attempt to to sign him, uh, but he's going nowhere. He is staying at Rangers for another season. Uh, Stephen Davis, that record-breaking Caps winner for Northern Ireland, of course, as well. Scotland against Ukraine tomorrow night. We're going to finish the way we started, talking about the big game at Hamden uh, tomorrow and uh, what a night for the fans. Massive, massive. For the game, there will be a lot of emotion around on the Ukrainian side. Uh, I'm sure the Tartan Army will respect their national anthem, will applaud, applaud their national anthem. Then I, I'm pretty sure the Tartan Army will sing their hearts out and, and get behind the team, and it's really important for us that they do that. What an atmosphere, Simon, it's going to be. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I can't wait for it. Um, we were just talking on the break there about the... Going back to Australia, the playoffs, Scotland, way, way, way back. Yeah. Uh, I think I was still at school <laughs> that long ago. But you were just dreaming of table tennis at that stage. <laughs> well, d- dreaming of dreaming of playing in one of these yeah. tournaments, I'm sure, or, or dreaming to be a, a footballer. But these are big occasions for us as a, a country. And I, I just think there's nothing better. As I say, we got a taste last year. There's nothing better than when we qualify for the finals. It's just the feel-good factor and... I just think we deserve to be at that, these kind of tournaments and certainly not just from a, a sentimental or an emotional side looking at the players in our squad 
they deserve to be playing, you know, at the top tournaments. So they're good enough to be there. So big one tomorrow night. Big two, but we, we have to take care of tomorrow night first. One game at a time. Uh, you were remembering, Mark, that that game was a, um, a sort of mid-morning, late-morning kickoff. Yeah, that game, Frank McAvenny like lofting yeah. the ball over the keeper. Um, David that, Cooper. Yeah. In, in the first yeah. leg, yeah, um, at Hamden. And then yeah. I think it was a, a nil-nil, nil-nil over yeah. Yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. Was um, it those shorts with the suspender it? belt? It was, yeah, it was yeah, wasn't you it? Can picture it, yeah. I was uh, thinking, uh, for some reason, first player, Scotland player, comes out of my mind with that jersey, is David Speedy. I don't know Speedy, why, aye. but David Speedy yeah. comes into my mind with the yeah. blue one and the yellow. Mm. Add the yellow. one that they wore in Mexico. Add the yellow kit. Um, he says, you've that. The uh, yellow one. Uh, uh, so, uh, I look, just hope, Rob, I know we're, we're, we're rounding off into the last seven or eight minutes, but just hope Scotland do it mm. tomorrow. I mean, you think back to how we all felt 18 months ago when we, we beat Serbia and the penalties and then how we all felt at, at Wembley. Look, we were, we were deflated after game one and game three at Hamden and the actual tournament itself, but... It was just wonderful to be a part of it again. And um, I think if we win tomorrow night, um, I'm really confident about Sunday, about beating Wales. But I'm not so confident about tomorrow, tomorrow. night, if that makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, But look, uh, whatever happens, I know Steve Clark, Andy Robertson, John McGinn, Craig Gordon, Shea Adams, they'll all give it 100% and they'll be ready to go out and do a job. Scotland want to win. Um, Ukraine want to win and Stevie Clark has got all his players uh, focused on exactly where they have to be going into this one obviously they want to go to Qatar and represent their country but I'm desperate to go to Qatar with Scotland Uh, my staff are desperate to go and most importantly our players are desperate to take their country to a World Cup final so that's what we focus on I love the way he just tells it like it is. I mean, we heard him earlier on talking about the the future tournaments to come that he that he thinks if, if we don't make this one, well, we're going to make that one. These players um, are going to qualify for more than just one tournament, Euro 2020. There, there's more to come. It's great to hear that sort of openness and um, that bullishness yeah. almost from Stevie well, Clark. Positivity as yeah. well and a real belief yep. in these players. They obviously... He doesn't have them day in, day out, but when they go away in these camps, he's working at close quarters with them, knows what they, they can do. He's been to a, a finals uh, with them. And there's a, there's a bit of youth in the team as well. That's probably why he put, points towards tournaments that further down the line. There is younger players coming through there, but we're good enough just now. And, you know, it's in the present. And Qatar's just round the corner. We just need to... A, a good performance tomorrow takes us into Sunday nicely. And I think what's maybe burning inside for, for Stevie Clark, Mark, and, and the, the players as well, is let's get back to another tournament and let's do a bit better this time as well. Because, you know, being there was was what it was all about because it had been so long. But there's no doubt that, that Scotland could have, with a bit more tournament know-how, which of course we lack, uh, could have could have done done better. And I think there's a real ambition, isn't there, to get back and, and, and do better. Yeah, there was clearly a bit of frustration that we felt we could have... Um... Played better, maybe could have been, maybe if one thing stays, maybe just be a wee bit bolder. First game, um, you know, yeah, First just be a wee bit Hamden. bolder. Um, particularly when it was, you know, essentially it was a home game. Um, but I also think as well, Rob, without you know, um, try to quash things that, that that it's difficult. You know, I always really it's like Celtic Rangers getting to Champions League. You know, mm-hmm. getting to the next bit once you're there. So, yeah. so for us, it's like yeah. I'm not sure you just go and make up the numbers. I don't mean it that way, but it's difficult. And bear in mind. You'll remember when you're at the Euros, uh, it's always 16 out of the 24 getting to the next stage. It's 16 for 32, so you need to be top two uh, in your group. That's a hell of a big ask. I mean, it really is. It's a big, big ask. So 
um, without knocking things down I wouldn't be overly confident of us reaching the knockout stages but uh, you look at the section as well you know England's in it it's, it's tough you know, it's a really tough section that mm. we've got America um, as Iran. well but um, Iran, yeah. in Iran so uh, just let's look at the morrow night first but I hope we do it Robert I really do I really like Steve Clark he's been absolutely brilliant he's had a lot to put up with you know what he inherited um, how he's built them up having to deal with Covid no seen the players for at least six months changes in his backroom staff etc etc you know you look at the, the, the teams that we think you know I think we've maybe picked about 16 players between us that might start tomorrow night look at the players that he's brought in Dykes, Adams, Gilmer you know he's given all those guys um, you know a start you know Hickey eventually solved the, the Robertson Tierney uh, conundrum as well so he's 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 achieved so much and um Tomorrow night, hopefully, is another part of it. And we're on that eight-game unbeaten run. We had to, to try and maintain that last camp. We, we managed to do that and to bring that form into to these games. And yeah, we, we need to try and keep that going for for as long as possible. Um, you know, this we can only take one game at a time and, and try and extend that to nine. That kind of almost goes out the window when you're you're playing in this kind of playoff uh, atmosphere where you know every every game is so important. You, you have to win to progress. So yeah. You know, Eight games leading up to here, we've we'll put ourselves in a good position. But now it's all about this one, and if we can manage to, to get through that, it'll be all about the next one, and, and so it goes on. So yeah, full focus on this one. We'll give it our best shot to, to try and get through. Let's hope for a Craig Gordon clean sheet uh, tomorrow night. And Mark, what's your prediction for tomorrow, Hamden? Scotland to win two one. Two one Scotland in ninety. Yes, ninety minutes. Okay, so. That's going to spare you that the worry of another penalty <laughs> shootout, Simon. What what are you thinking? What are you how are you expecting it to play out? One 0 John McGinn. I'll give you a goal scorer as well. Oh, that's a bonus. One 0 He scored four times already, I think, in the qualification campaign. So um, John McGinn. Uh, we don't really care who scores the goal as long as Scotland get one, and uh, Craig Gordon keeps a clean sheet. That will do nicely. Mark, thanks very much, Simon, thanks, as well. Yes. Uh, tomorrow night, 7.45 at Hamden, Scotland, Ukraine. Good luck to Stevie Clark and co. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.